This is the message from Connection Community Church for Christmas Eve 2018, Christmas Road Trip. Do you see what I see? Well, Merry Christmas, Connection Church. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. For the past month, we've been on a Christmas road trip here at Connection, week by week, heading closer and closer to this evening. Three weeks ago, we talked about planning and packing as we do before a road trip. In this case, we were talking about the ancient Old Testament biblical prophecies that had prepared us for the one who would be born in Bethlehem. Two weeks ago, our focus was on going along for the ride as we talked about how God chose Mary to bring his son into the world and her positive response. Last week, our battle cry was, don't make me turn this car around as we looked at Joseph and how close he came to not playing his part in this nativity drama. This morning, we looked at the detours and recalculations. Yesterday. That's right. Gosh, it's already Christmas Eve. Yesterday morning, we, um, we talked about the uh, detours and recalculations that were part of that first Christmas road trip. Tonight, we arrive at our destination a stable, a manger in Bethlehem, and the reason for this season, the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're so glad and we're honored that uh, each and every one of you has chosen to be with us here this evening as we celebrate this birth, and we ask the question, do you see what I see? Well, Merry Christmas, Connection Church. We are honored that you're here tonight. Thank you, those of you who are joining us online. Shout out to my brother, Dave, in Florida. It's good to... Hey, Dave. Yeah, hey, Dave. Um, It is great to be with all of you tonight. My name's Carrie Jones. I'm Alan Jones. And we are two sinners who have been saved by the one whose birth we celebrate tonight. Would you pray with us, please? Almighty God, thank you so much for gathering us here this evening for your grace, for your love that covers us. Settle us in that we might be changed and transformed by that love. And we pray this in the name of the Father, Jesus Christ, his Son, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's start right off at Luke chapter 2, verse 8. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And so we have shepherds in the fields caring for their sheep. It's been a long night. It's been a long day. They've been working hard, and it's time to settle down for a good night's rest. It's a night, like so many other nights, perhaps hundreds of nights or thousands of nights, nothing unusual at least not yet. Little did they know, little did they know that not far from them, Mary had just given birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in cloths, and laid him in a manger. Little do they know that the greatest birth in human history has just taken place. Little do they know that as they're settling down for this night, It will be a night unlike any other night. A night that 
will be so big that it will change their lives and it will change the lives of all who are born after this particular birth forever. Verse 9, then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. It's hard for us today to, to fully appreciate the occupation of shepherd back in biblical times. I mean, here in Delaware, one or two shepherds, you've kind of dried up the shepherd market, eh? Yeah, but there, back then, many shepherds. It was an important job. The, the sheep were crucial to the community and the economy, used for their wool as well as their meat. The, the job of shepherd was important, and yet, as one Bible commentary points out, it was a despised occupation. As shepherds were, quote, scorned as shiftless, dishonest people who, who grazed their flocks on other people's lands. And that's an interesting uh, juxtaposition to the, some of the who's who of the Bible, especially the Old Testament, the first part. The who's who were, who were shepherds, including but not limited to Abraham, his son Isaac, his son Jacob, and, and can't forget Moses or that child shepherd, the shepherd boy who became king, David, just to mention a few. And yet shepherds were considered unclean as they were constantly <coughs> with the animals and unable to observe the, the Hebrew rules and regulations of the hand washings. And they were unable to go to, to the temple, to the synagogue because of that uncleanliness. And in that culture, shepherds were on the outside looking in. They, they were criticized and they were ostracized. And yet, it is the shepherds who get this angelic visit. This is the fourth angel visit that we've taken a look at on this Christmas road trip. We looked at Zechariah, Mary, and Joseph. They were all visited by angels, but this one, this visit, accompanies the glory of the Lord that surrounds them. This one is way different. Now, in Scripture, the glory of the Lord is used to describe the manifestation of God's presence as perceived by humans. The glory of God manifests in different ways, and in this case, it seems that the glory of God means that the night was lit up, the sky was just amazingly bright. Now, we were just in Disney, and the fireworks were incredible, and the castle was all lit up, but we know that that pales in comparison to this particular night, this glory, the mega supercharged up sky. And it allowed the shepherds to get a glimpse of God's power, of God's might, of God's glory. The manifestation was so powerful along with the angel, that, that the shepherds were terrified by the scene before them. And we were thinking about this, and we were wondering, were they secretly questioning among themselves, do you see what I see? It's not easy to terrify shepherds. These, uh, these simple common men are they're out there in the field caring for the sheep. They're, they're tough customers. They're tough as nails. 
They go to incredible lengths to, to rescue the sheep when the sheep get in places where they can't rescue themselves. Sheep are stupid. Sheep are, dumb, sheep are dumb animals. That's why the shepherds have that crook to pull them up out of the crevices and out of those places that they get into that they can't get out of. It's kind of like us, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> when you think about it. And they, they protect the sheep from, from vicious animals like, like lions and bears. David talked about that. Yeah. He said, nothing going up against the giant Goliath. I've gone against lions and bears protecting my sheep. The shepherds sleep on the ground with the sheep no matter what the weather. These guys are tough. They're tough. And then wham, angel of the Lord comes. And on top of that, the glory of the Lord shone around. Wow. And they're terrified. They're terrified. That must have been some, just an absolute unbelievable picture that night for it to bring terror into the hearts of those shepherds. And so without saying a word, the angel has their attention, definitely has their attention. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. Mm. You know, consistently during this Christmas road trip we've been on, the angel visits have caused fear. Caused fear in Zechariah, caused fear in uh, Mary, fear in Joseph, and here, fear in the shepherds. And, and just as consistently, the angels have said to those who, who were fearful, she, the angel has said, fear not. Fear not. And, and the reason for that is because the angel comes not to terrify, but to glorify. You say that again. The angel comes not to terrify, but to glorify, to glorify God. In this case, glorify God by bringing news, good news. And the good news is simply this, that today the Messiah, the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one, today he is born. Wow. The one, the anointed one, the one the prophet spoke of hundreds of years before, the one the people have been waiting for ever since, the one who brings salvation to the people, the one who is Lord to the people, who the people will bow down to, who will pay homage to, who will lift up. That one is now here, today, in David's city, that little town of Bethlehem, yeah. And here's the really important question. Why in the world is this angel, this terrifying angel, bringing this great news of God to these lowly shepherds who nobody cares about? These outcasts, these ones who are ranked on the very low, very low part of the socioeconomic ladder. Why in the world does the angel share this great good news with these characters? Well, the reason is this. As the angel shares, this is good news that is great joy for all people. All people. <laughs> all people. Not just the rich and famous. 
Not just the political and religious elite. Not just for the haves. No, 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 no. This baby born in a manger in Bethlehem is here for everyone. And that includes you and me. And the angel shares with them a sign. You know, you go through, through Scripture, there's constantly signs. God gives us signs and symbols all the time. And, and here's the sign showing that this child is for everyone. This, see, this baby wasn't born into royalty, was he? He's not being covered with, with big, expensive blankets. And he's not staying in a palace. Now, this baby is being wrapped with simple Strips of cloth, linen, cloth. And he's lying in an f- animal's feeding trough, a manger. See, this baby born this day in the city of David is the Messiah, is Christ the Lord, and he brings salvation to everyone. He saves us all. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. And so we have right there in the field these everyday (coughs) common shepherds, and they were treated to a celestial angelic choir where a multitude Hundreds, perhaps thousands of angels were singing God's glory. They were singing God's glory. Say it with me. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favors. Can you even begin to imagine what the scene was like that night? I can't. Yeah, I bet over the years, because I've, been coming to Christmas Eve services since I was breathing. And I've heard this passage or read this passage, I'll bet, a hundred times or more. And no matter how much I read it or hear it, or I can't even begin to imagine what it must have been like to be out on that hillside that night with the shepherds and this scene that's been placed before them by God with the, with the angels, hundreds, thousands of angel choir in the sky with nuclear power type lighting unimaginable I'm sure those shepherds as Carrie said earlier are just looking at each other and going do you see what I see do you hear what I hear now earlier in the second chapter of Luke we read about Caesar Augustus he was the ruler of the land and he ordered a census bringing Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem. Now, thanks to Caesar, the Old Testament prophecy that a Savior would be born in Bethlehem came to be. I'm sure that Caesar had no inkling that God used him in this way. He had no inkling at all that God was using him in such a profound and powerful way. In fact... We're pretty certain that Caesar had no clue whatsoever that a history-changing event took place in his empire that night. What's even more noteworthy is that this 
big news that the angels brought wasn't to the Caesars of the world, but it was to the shepherds, ordinary people, even below ordinary in that culture, ordinary people like us. It was a foreshadowing of the truth that Jesus came and did his ministry and cared for everyone, but especially those who are hurting, especially those who are um, the least and the last and the lost. And that's such good news for each one of us here tonight. Hmm. Luke 2, 15 through 20. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. And so they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and uh, the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard, as it had been told them. And so this first Christmas message was delivered by the shepherds as they shared with anyone who would listen to the news. Have you ever had good news? I know that you have. Like, really good news, and you just can't keep it to yourself. And that's how the shepherds were. And remember where their, their standing was in culture. Nobody wanted to be around them. But they were bold, and they shared the good news. They praised and glorified God. That's what the Bible says. For all they had seen and heard, just as they had been told by the angel. And so tonight we gather, and here's the incredible part, we gather along with people all over the world. Isn't that amazing? All over the world, people are celebrating that birth that took place over 2,000 years ago. And, and we've got to ask the question, why is that? What makes tonight so different? What makes tonight so special? Okay, so a baby was born in Bethlehem. Name was Jesus. What's the big deal? Well, the big deal is this. On that night in Bethlehem, in that stable, God's love took human form and invaded the world, invaded the world, turned things upside down. And from that point on, the world would never be the same. That point in time divides history. B.C., A.D., I mean, everything is predicated on that moment in time. Love was born in a manger that night and then proceeded to walk with us and talk with us and listen to us and teach us and guide us and lift us. And love healed the sick. Love cast out demons. The love born that night walked on water and fed thousands of hungry. And the love that was born that night in the city of David 
30 plus years later in a different, outside a different city, outside Jerusalem, on a hill called Calvary, that love that was born 30 some years later died on a cross. But just for three days. Three days in the tomb and then resurrected. New life. Resurrection and new life. So that you and I and humanity could be forgiven and have eternal freedom. Freedom that sin that enslaves us. Freedom from the evil one that wants to steal and kill and destroy. Freedom from all those things that take us down. Freedom for us to have the life that God intended when God first thought of us. Freedom so we can experience peace. That peace that Scripture says is the peace that goes beyond all our understanding. That peace in the midst of chaos. It makes no sense sometimes how we could be peaceful, but God brings that through the love that was born that night. The love that was born that night brings joy out of sadness and brings light to the darkness. The love that was born this night gives us a taste of that glory that Carrie was talking about, God's glory, that the shepherds were <laughs> engulfed in that night. Gives us just a little piece of that because someday, someday we get the whole picture, don't we? It's not that far away. But on this night with that birth, we get an inkling, we get a piece, we get a taste of that glory of God that we just can't put into words. Do you see what I see? Do you hear what I hear? It's the good news. It's the good news that he came for all. He came for you. He came <coughs> for me. He came for the world. We pray that you sense and feel his presence tonight. And as you leave here in a little while and just take that love and share it with a world that desperately needs a touch. That's the good news. Let's believe it and let's live it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, you came into the world. You pierced the darkness and brought forth light. Thank you, God for coming into the world to change the world. And we pray that our hearts too are changed or touched, that we would never be the same when we encounter you. God, I pray that if there's anyone here that's on the fence, that they would just take one more step toward you and find that peace and that love and that grace and that joy that is completely beyond words and overwhelming. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to worship you with people all over the world and to glorify your holy name. Almighty God, you came into the world to save the world. And it is in your name that we give you all the honor and the glory. I pray this in the name of God the Father 
Jesus Christ, his son, and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the life he offers.